Welcome to the Scarleteers podcast, where we talk about our favorite show, Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Welcome back, Scarleteers to Scarleteers podcast. Yay! The first of January 2024. Yeah, welcome back to the new year. Hey, Lindsay, what's the latest news? (gasps) Well, breaking news. Um, (laughs) If anybody... (laughs) Breaking news. If you can see how happy Amanda and I sound, um, yeah. we we've just seen a, a tweet that Rachel is back in Belgrade. Back so in Belgrade. Whilst, so, what do you think that means? Wow, you know, I mean, there's nothing official, but I'm going to take it as official that she's back in Belgrade, and uh, Miss Scarlet and the Duke season five might be in the works. Season so for anybody five? Who's worried, oh my god! Who's, I know. <laughs> So, so yeah, we are all excited and jumpy and bouncy this episode. It's because of potential season five announcement is maybe on the horizon. Yeah, and nothing to do with the three cups of coffee we've both been yeah, drinking. Yeah, three or the no sleep. I mean, I'm, whatever. I just you know go with it. And so go with it. Go with 100%. it. So we're excited, and we're also excited about season four. We're talking about season four, episode one. It aired this Sunday in the U.S. It was so exciting to see our babies' faces on the screen. They're back! And not just Eliza and William, but we kind of, I think, got everybody um, in in the first episode, aside from maybe Moses. Oh, Moses, maybe. He'll be back, I hope. I hope at some point we will see Moses back. Yeah, they left it kind of open-ended, so, you know, maybe he'll pop in, you know, for season five, maybe? We'll keep our eyes peeled, definitely, because yeah. I, I, they haven't, like, written him out. They haven't killed him off or anything, so no. there's definitely a potential for him to come back. He's just in Paris with Nash's office, you know, doing things there. Yep. You know, they just kind of said, yeah, he's he's busy in Paris and likes it, so. He's loving life. Yeah, I mean, who would it in Paris? I exactly. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I, I expected him to remain our international man of mystery, and we're all sitting there going, now, which country's he visiting now? Yeah. So it's nice to have confirmation that he's in Paris. Yeah. So he better be coming back with a beret and, you know, a baguette for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love my Moses. I and know. We're going to talk about episode one. So if you haven't watched um, episode one, we don't mind if you, you know, turn it off. You can listen to us later after you watch the episode. Um, We don't mind. We understand. You can come back and visit us later. It's fine. We won't be hurt. Just come back. Yeah. So spoilers abound. Seriously, we're going to talk about everything in episode one. About episode one. So don't worry. If you're listening and you go, oh, I've only watched episode one. I haven't watched the rest of the season. Do you not worry? Because we are only talking about episode one. We are not talking about the rest of the season. I know it's already out on Passport and there are probably a whole group of people that have already seen it, but we're not here to spoil it for anybody else. So we're good. Correct. We're good. Correct. All right. So the opening. Um, To me, it kind of fizzled. Usually the season opens with a bang, literally the gunshot, but... This time it just kind of fizzled. Um, she was talking to a reporter and we saw that while the office looked busy, it was a bunch of actors, you know, acting busy. 
And the whole opening scene was just kind of meh, you know, showing Eliza as somebody who doesn't have anybody in her office. And, you know, it just kind of usually our seasons, you know, open with Eliza solving a big, exciting case, you know, a big, flashy entrance. And this just kind of fell flat, sadly. So, yes, I would kind of agree. I mean, I don't really know how you top Eliza and the Pigeons. No. Because that was just classic. Yeah. But at the same time, I was a bit like, I, I, I missed the bit that it was a journalist that she was talking to. So when that kind of came up later, it really confused me. I was like, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, it was It was a bit like, okay, this is just a little anticlimactic after the bigging up of, you know, Eliza's moving to Nash's uh, business and she's going to have a whole team and was kind of looking forward to seeing how she was going to manage that team. And, and obviously by the time we start, they've already left and she's only got one man Clarence and I think Clarence. I love him already. Oh my god, I am a Clarence fan. Um, Clarence, clarinet. I don't know. Clarinet. <laughs> I'm a clarinet. Um, <laughs> I love Clarence. This character is amazing. Well done, Rachel, for writing this this character. He's amazing. Um, and 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 welcome to Paul because he is yeah. absolutely lovely. I love the facial expressions that he has. God, yeah. and, and I just can't wait to see how his character is, is going to build because I just think he's sweet. I love oh, him. He's hilarious. Yeah. Like you said, the facial expressions and just how he talks. He's just yeah. he's a funny, funny character. And yeah, Clarence is Clarence is going to be good one, I hope. So I'm excited to see him through in four, episode one and the others. So well, yeah. well done, Clarence. Welcome to the team. Well, Welcome to the team. We wow. appreciate you. Yes, we do. So we see that Nash and Sons is not doing well. And then we open up onto Scotland Yard being very busy, very, very mm-hmm. busy. And so... William looks stressed and shouty, and while we don't like shouty William, we understand why he's shouty. I mean, yeah, there's like he's looking tired, bless him, and he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders and the weight of his team. Yeah, because they do not look happy. No, you wouldn't want to be a manager in that time right now. That's for sure. No, everybody. I mean, like the halls are packed. The like op- the foyer, I don't know, the little like... Reception. Reception. There you go. That's good, right? Yes, like, you looking for? There's, ev- there's like a million people in there and it's noisy and it's crowded and it just looks chaotic. And William, you could tell, is just, he just can't deal with it. And, you know. He's at- trudging through treacle is what we would say. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good phrase. So, Do you know what treacle is? Yes, that's molasses Excellent. in America. That's what we call ah, it. perfect. Yeah, we call that molasses. Just checking. Yep. Ooh. Um, but we open up. They he comes into his office, and we see Phelps and Fitzroy talking politely and congenially, which is nice. Hmm. Um, they're not like picking at each other, so you know they've kind of maybe grown to respect each other politely you know which yeah. is nice for Fitzroy you know he's coming into his own and he's holding his own against Phelps and 
maybe Phelps has a little bit of respect after season three and all that, that mess that he had to deal with. And, you know, that's nice that Fitzroy is kind of, you know, becoming one of the lads. Yeah. I think it's nice. Like you say, there's, there's still that little bit of banter and a little bit of humor, but they're actually, I think they found their commonality, which is quite interesting to see. Yeah. And then then they have to work the Mayfair brothel. It's a brothel. Mm -hmm robbery yep. um and they have to work together which i'm really surprised that you know william passed it off to phelps and fitzroy you know usually we see um william working with fitzroy or phelps as the you know like lead investigator or detective mm-hmm. but it was phelps and fitzroy leading this case and it was nice to see them working together again night nicely you yep. know and gentle ribbing because Fitzroy, bless him, he did sort of go off on the whole Greek mythology and you just kind of go, oh, dear. He just can't help himself, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's um, always going to be book smart and that's why we love him. Oh, absolutely. Um, The brothel is, I know it's a gentleman's club. Sorry. A gentleman's, yeah, club. gentleman's club. Gentleman's club. Um, But it was slightly boring in my opinion. I mean, I know the <laughs> I know the ladies of night are Greek goddesses, but to me, all the like flowy gowns and the brothel was very dark and very boring to me. It was a little bit tame. I will yeah. give you that. I mean, I know this is not a HBO show, and you're going to see ladies lounging about naked, but um, well, yeah, yeah I, I did kind of those like like Clementine, but maybe nicer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> If they, those women walked by me, I would not have been like, ooh, look at that lady of the night kind of thing. It was, it, it was, you know. Maybe it was the early hours of the morning and, you know, maybe that sort of thing doesn't happen at that time of day. Maybe it's after lunch. <laughs> after lunch crowd didn't come yet. Yeah. <laughs> we were all still recovering from the night before. Or were they shut down, actually? Thinking about it, didn't she say something about nobody wants to come here because of Scotland Yard? true or is that did that come later well it was was later but still the whole idea is you know yeah i mean yeah i don't i wouldn't expect you know the gentleman callers you know coming in and out but i I still would expect the ladies to be (laughs) in the house to be more vibrant and exciting you know the whole scene kind of fell flat like that would have been a good time to have a lot of humor and like Fitzroy being, you know, blushing and like laughing at, you know, Phelps maybe kind of ribbing, you know, Fitzroy about like all oh, the ladies of the night, you know, have you ever visited or, you know, just there would have been like some really good humorous moments there. And, you know, Fitzroy blushing and just it kind of like yeah. this opportunity there. Yeah, yeah, he's an innocent little boy in yeah. in that respect. He doesn't know how to like talk to the ladies in some ways, and and I think in season three, he kind of says, "I still find ladies a little bit of a confusion." Um, so yeah, I do agree that that I I expected a little bit of ribbing, although I there is a point where Fitzroy goes, "There's never a right reason to cheat on your wife," and um, Phelps is like, "Yeah, wait till you've got one," and I kind of was like. Oh, his wife sounds delightful. Yeah. I... Especially because when they go to the hospital and he's like, 
my wife, the matron, the matron reminds him of his wife, and I'm like, that oh, dear. matron is scary. I would not, I do not want, want her as a nurse. Oh my god, she is so scary. You know, she's straight that cat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, terrifying. Oh, no kidding. I would want to be checked out of that hospital immediately. <laughs> nurse, nurse, there Rafferty. is no gentle bedside manner there. No, that must be like a new thing, not a Victorian thing. Um, <laughs> but she, yeah, she was scary. But yeah, the whole brothel—it could have been anywhere or like any yeah. sort of situation. It just. You know, when we got the description of the episode, like a brothel robbery, we, you know, I kind of think we all thought it would have been like, you know, not sca- like scandalous, but not, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it just kind of fell flat. You know, the colors were yeah. dull. The whole situation and the setting was dull. It was dark. It was just meh, you know. Yeah. It wasn't I, I know what you mean. Yeah. And so yeah. it was just. Mm-hmm. Although Madame Herrera, again. Another scary woman. I don't think I'd wish to cross her for sure. Um, played by the lovely Lou Caulfield. Um, she's. I, I. I'm not entirely sure whether I absolutely respect her because she will protect those ladies with her and and obviously all the secrets. Or or if I admire her, or if I'm just plain scared and thinking I would not want to cross you. No, um, I think probably a bit of both or all the above both. yeah i feel like if you're on the right side of her you'll be okay but if not you you yeah yeah as, as the poor watchman found out uh, yeah you're fired yeah and i liked how fitzroy you know went about the whole case you know working with phelps yeah he wasn't sure of what to do he didn't need like instruction phelps didn't mm-hmm. go oh do this do that uh Fitzroy was like I'm gonna do you know he felt more confident in what he was doing he didn't need instruction on what to do he took initiative you know he found the bullet you know he asked questions you know along with Phelps and so it just was really nice to see Fitzroy coming into his own as a detective kind of you know not as a somebody who was being needing mentoring he just was a detective now as supposed to somebody who needed help and so it's really nice. Yeah. I feel like he, he's grown in the sense that he's not, um, he's not kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for? I know. I can't. <laughs> like, he's not going to William constantly and asking for guidance. Exactly. If that makes sense. He's, yeah. he's kind yeah. of, I think William has kind of done his job of training and is now letting him go. And I think exactly. it's a really lovely. Yeah. To see that. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That was that taking the initiative, doing things, money, not coming yeah. to somebody and going, what do I do next? He goes, okay, this is what I need to do. He doesn't need somebody to tell him what to do. Yeah. Yeah. We he love it. And it's lovely to see him grow. Yes. Yeah. He looks much more grown up. I don't know if they've done his hair differently or if they've like dressed him differently, but he looked much more. I don't know. Sure, I think everybody's had a bit of a what I call glow up, but I'm not yeah. sure if that is an American term because every time I've said that, everyone's gone, "What do you mean?" Um, but now everyone looks the costumes look means. a little bit more expensive, and like the makeup looks a lot more, yeah. like fresher, and everybody just looks a, a lot more put together. I don't know. It, yeah, that everybody just looks more put together and more expensive. It's I think yeah. uh, that they've had a, a little, maybe a little bit more budget in that area because mm-hmm. 
I don't know, everybody just looks really pretty and really handsome and and just yeah, I'm like, wow, everybody's glowed up. Yes. And it's really I nice. Agree. I agree. But well done costume and makeup department because yeah. hey, you you've done a fabulous job. Agree. Agree. They're looking good in this this season. Mm. Yeah. And and speaking of a glow up, uh Mr. Potts's mortuary. Hello, oh, yeah. that's that's grown. Big we've time. Got, we've got more rooms, we've got more I mean, it doesn't look very Victorian in the sense that I'm sitting there going, how are you keeping these bodies cold Mm -hmm. in the corridor? And I'm not sure I want to know what that's going to smell like. Um, Poor Mr. Potts having to work in that if he's got all those bodies. But I was just like, wow, the mortuary is is grown. It looks nice. He's very proud of his kingdom there, Mr. Potts. Yeah, he's becoming a more I don't know more mm, person of like standing I don't know like yeah I don't know if he got a like a promotion or it's just because the show's become more popular that they've kind of like solidified his character but it mm-hmm. feels like he's more a more solid character you know yeah 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 he's a little bit more central to the storyline this season than he has been in previous seasons Agree, agree. Which is nice. Yeah. And of course, I, I did find it really funny when he's like talking to William and, and it's all, oh, you know, I don't hope I don't tear anybody's confidence. And then the Commissioner Fitzroy turns up and he's like, Commissioner Fitzroy, it's so nice to have you. You can leave us now. He was like, oh, Potts. poor Mr. Potts, wait. He's Find just him. feeling proud. And then you just sliced him down there. Mm-hmm. And man, is Mr. Fitzroy, Commissioner Fitzroy, you are cold. I don't oh. like him. I, I mean, I'm worrying about the three, the you know, the condition of the body. I'm pretty sure when he walked in, a cold, gusty wind followed. That's how um, we keep it calmer. <laughs> yeah, that's how. That's how we're keeping the bodies cold. We just send the commissioner down every so often because exactly. he is cold. No, I. You would have to think that then Fitzroy Oliver. His personality he gets from his mother. I don't know because it's so, it's such an opposite between the commissioner and Fitzroy Junior. Yes, their personalities are they are so different that it must be his mother that he gets his kindness, his warmth from, or you know maybe he just sees his father and he's like, I'm going to go as far away from that personality as I can and. You know, I'm going to love the arts and theater and kindness and caring. And, like, I'm going to be gentle and, you know, take everybody at their word. You know, I don't I don't know. But, you know. I think he's, he's obviously been through a lot and, and had a lot of stick. And, and, and yeah. Yeah. It is, it is impressive how Fitzroy is so lovely. Yeah. But I love it. I love yeah. it. I love my Fitzroy. Um, so, yeah, he's Commissioner Fitzroy um, is clearly not very nice to William and um, leads to poor William having more more work to be getting on with and and I really love there's a little corridor scene between um, William and Fitzroy and I love that William kind of shouts but then he kind of realizes I need to say sorry yeah and and he does and and Fitzroy doesn't even flinch yeah Um, but at the same time I love that he knows they know each other well enough that Fitzroy can can kind of look at him and go you need some sleep you need to go Mm -hmm. home yeah um 
And I love that he calls them Oliver. And it I just know. shows that their relationship has grown to the point where they can go by the first names, or at least yeah. William can call him Oliver. And it's just really nice. I'm like, oh, yeah. he's, he's an Oliver now. And, you know, I'm like, that shows that William at least respects him enough to call him Oliver. And it, I'm like, that's so nice, you know, yeah. Oliver. You know, and yeah. yeah, I do appreciate that, you know, like you said, Fitzroy doesn't flinch. He doesn't take it personally. Mm-mm. William's not shouting at him. He's just, the situation is like overload and he's just stressed out and he's tired and he's not shouting at Fitzroy right now. He's just shouting at the situation. And, you know, Oliver, you know, is like, dude, you need to you know, go home, take a net, you know, sleep, eat, you know, take a break. And, you know, that's just like genuine caring for this person and humanity. Yeah, definitely. So nice. Oh, our boys. Being and, so and, and I, and I love the, um, we're going to need more men. Cause that little line was like, there's a little nod back to season one. That's what we like to hear. And yeah. I even had um, Frank's voice in my head afterwards. And I was thinking <laughs> about it. I'm like, we're going to need more men. Yeah. And you just knew in that instant that line um, was kind of said, you just know. And I've realized we have completely skipped over the you're beautiful scene. Yeah. I'm sorry. My notes are a little bit all over the shop. <laughs> I do apologize, listeners. We we have kind of blurted our notes all down and then gone, oh. Uh, but yeah, I totally forgot. We, we missed the you're beautiful scene and missed the fact that Ivy is – Reading. Telling Eliza, you, yeah, she's reading and she needs to, I, I, I have to say this because this is quite funny, um, or at least it amused me. In our, in our little group, if you're not on Facebook, you can yeah. find the Scarleteers podcast group. Um, one of our lovely fans, Francesca, created a little bit of fun in the run up to season four um, and created uh, some pictures with a spot the deliberate mistake so we had William uh, who was a secret Swifty with a Taylor Swift poster which we <laughs> said uh, was put up by Fitzroy and um, and a Starbucks coffee cup as a, a throwback to Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and um, for Eliza we had her for a picture of her from uh, A Quarter to Midnight season two episode five and uh, she was reading Fifty Shades of Grey getting a little bit of uh, learning in there <laughs> and so when the camera pans to Ivy reading at the cooker completely ignoring Eliza in my head I'm like oh my goodness what if Ivy is reading some sort of smutty Victorian book <laughs> just her facial expressions but instead she's reading the author that was in the quarter to midnight the yeah um oh what's his name uh oh Samuel Bedbra yeah but so I yeah. mean why it's not 50 shades of gray it leads back <laughs> <laughs> it links back to, to the scene that so I mean it's just it's nice to have that touch and I'm it so is. happy that Ivy's just like voracious reader and she's just become this worldly amazing being I mean we know she's always been amazing but she's just throwing these wisdom bombs at everybody now because nobody's gonna stop Ivy no. Yeah, and she's got some excellent pieces of advice for Eliza in this episode. Really but is. I also love that she is not taking any rubbish. She yeah. is, she's firm. Because uh, this is obviously the first scene that we see Ivy in and she comes back later. 
Um, but yeah, skipping back to the your beautiful scene, we yeah. obviously it was in the trailers, um, and PBS did put out um, a couple of. It was kind of hidden in a secret file that our group had seen a few weeks ago because um, it came out as part of a like a preview piece, mm-hmm. but it was kind of buried very deep and we've got some very good um fans within our group who like to kind of uh, yeah very good they are definitely Eliza's in training if I ever need information I'm going to a few of our group members I'm sure um and so it was really lovely it was really lovely William just seems like he he's very tired he's let his guard down a little bit I think he's surprised to see Eliza there so it makes me feel like haven't necessarily seen each other very much so he's quite surprised to see her there and um I love that I love the little expression that Kate does where she just kind of smiles and and rubs her stomach and you're just like Liza's got butterflies because he's told her she's beautiful and then of course it just goes into Eliza's there for work and I'm like oh Eliza grow up yep at least try and pretend that you care and Oh, William, you look tired. Talk to me. Tell me your troubles. And then he might actually be able to offer you some work rather than go, Yeah, I'm I'm using you a little bit. But yeah, I'm really she hopeful. Goes, she that... goes into the classic lie of, oh, you know, I'm just popping by. I'm, you know, going to dinner. And, you know, she, she goes into her fallback of, you know, why does she always have to lie to him? Yeah. No. I do love though that he kind of is just like, oh, you're out to dinner. Who with? Nobody, you know, because they don't exist. And I was just yeah. wetting myself with that one because I'm just like, he knows, he knows she doesn't have time for dinner with people. He does, she doesn't even have time for dinner with him. Yeah. So he knows that person doesn't exist. And I just love how bluntly Stuart put that line of, because they don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of moments time. in this episode where I was like chuckling to myself. Yep. Brilliant. He's done. He's like, nope, we're done with this charade. Yeah. And he kicks her out. And to be fair, I was slightly cheering that he kind of kicks her out very swiftly because I'm like, come on. I I know he knows how he feels and he's clearly, he was never going to kind of instantly go and and do something about those feelings, unfortunately. So he's, he's definitely still stewing, I think, in those thoughts. Yeah. And, um, I, I definitely got that vibe that he's like, I've had enough. I'm not playing that game anymore. So, yeah. and it's just a shame that that game then continues to to this point where William obviously does hire her, and um, she's still lying. She's still got that those actors in that room, and you know she's suddenly got all these files. And as Clarence says, how on earth are we supposed to read all of these? Mm-hmm. And Eliza's very good, but she cannot read all those files by herself. And Clarence is an accountant, but he's gonna, you know, have to have to expand his role if they've got no other detectives. And of course, then Ivy gets to come in, Ivy. and I love it. Yeah, we finally have Ivy helping with a case or case properly helping Eliza with a case, not just, you know, in season two where she's kind of working with Moses to get Eliza out of trouble. She's properly like working this with Eliza, and I love how excited. Ivy is to be doing it I I you know I love the the again those little pearls of wisdom that Ivy can kind of give Eliza when 
you know, Clarence storms off and Ivy's all, you need to be a little bit nicer. And of course, Eliza obviously snaps back and, and Ivy is not taking that. Nope. She is not taking that. She's like, you're one employee. Remember that? And I love it. I love that little <laughs> bit. It's just, yep. just makes me smile. Like I said, Ivy, this is the season of Ivy. She is not taking anybody prisoner. She is saying the truth. She is throwing down them wisdom bombs. Nobody is safe. She is nobody is messing with Ivy nope. this season, and I love it. She's not taking anybody hostage. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. So, yeah, I love that Ivy is just, and she's doing it quicker than Clarence. I mean, she's just diving in. She's smart. She's realizing things. She's mm-hmm. a part of this. It's just, it's so amazing to see how far she's come. I mean, we always know that Eliza has trusted Ivy, but this is just like leaps and bounds of a trust. And it's, uh-huh. you know, it's so heartwarming just to see Ivy in this new setting. You know, yeah. it, it's a big confidence boost for Ivy uh-huh, uh-huh. as well. Yes, Ivy can cook and sew and do all these things. You know, but that's as a maid, you know, this is like a proper job out in the world that she could, she's a part of, and it's really nice to see. And so it's, it was lovely that we got this. I hope that we get more in the season or more in season five and onwards. I hope it's more. So it's really nice. And so we were all very happy to finally get Ivy in on a case. Yes. And yep. I was wondering, um, again, putting this out there to, to people listening, do we think that's probably the first time that William has visited Eliza's office? I I, I wonder if it is. I, I kind of look, I was trying to, as best I could, judge whether I thought, oh, is he impressed? Is he? Because we never really see his reaction to her going to Nash and Son. And, no, they and never I, really I, I, talk about you know her getting the job he she comes to him and saying you know i'm i officially other than like the your beautiful scene where she goes you know that i i'm head of national sons but we never see that original conversation where they talk about her taking the job and so yeah i don't to me it was the first time he was there because early on ivy says have you talked to William lately? And, you know, Eliza says, no, he's busy. I'm busy, blah, blah, blah. And so to me, that is um, William's first time at the office. And, you know, with all the actors and the Cartwright case or whatever case investigation, I love that Clarence the first time says the case investigation. And <laughs> Eliza's like, no, it's either case or investigation. And I'm like, that's, that's, me that's hilarious that was a really funny line at the beginning um but um to me it was the very that was the very first time that william was there because if it wasn't then you know there would have to be another set of actors and it would it would have played differently than the opening you know and i just i i just wish that eliza would trust him with the truth eventually stop with these lies you're gonna have to stop these lies eventually it's it's exhausting you know financially for nash and son but just emotionally you know trying to juggle all these yeah to me it read that that was the first time because you know the scene would have played differently than at the beginning 
So yeah, that is true. That is true. That he may have noticed that there's a different set of men if he'd been there when Nash's men were there. Yeah. And um, with Clarence storming off, mm-hmm. you know, we skip that he's saying that Nash has a bunch of informants. So um, Eliza has these now informant cases that she can go to for the case. William comes and offers, you know, these cases that all these people are reading are people Eliza and Clarence and Ivy are reading. But now she has all these informant cases that she didn't know because Clarence was keeping him secret because in the beginning, Clarence puts Nash over Eliza because Clarence is being paid by Nash, not Eliza. So he has a little bit slighter, more loyalty to Nash. But somebody in our group pointed out that all the informant files, the ladies of the night file is the biggest. And somebody <laughs> pointed out, so much. Yeah, somebody pointed out that and I think we all had a big laugh and somebody also said, Winky Winky, are we sure that Nash doesn't have any sons? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I mean wink. I mean that is a running joke. I mean, it, who knows? It is. I mean who knows? Um he is our dreamboat, so I'm pretty sure Winky Winky. Um but so Eliza <laughs> that so dodgy. Eliza Lee has these cases uh, has a case now and has these case files and has somewhere to go with these informants um with the case now. And so officially we have a case for Eliza. Mm-hmm. And and of course that is good news, but then she bumps into Basil Sinclair. And there's never there's never a good time to bump into Basil Sinclair. No. And and I I do love him. I, I'm I'm kind of a little bit sadistic that way in that I quite he's quite a good foil, both for Eliza and for William. So I kind of I'm really amused by him. I think he um he definitely brings a little bit of a cheeky spark to um, it. And and obviously he's he knows that Eliza's been telling a few porky pies with her staff. I and... loved when he like revealed that he knew the truth yeah and he had that he put that face like oh. i was like oh my god that face that he made is just everything to me that like i i know your secret oh i'm like it's I'm a like, slipper the truth is a slippery yeah. slope of lies and i'm just like, but yeah this basil is such <laughs> a snot oh god yeah. i'm just like but he he is the character you love to hate and yeah I didn't and it's a bit like William says, you yeah. just want to you just want to punch him at times, but at the same time I'm like I just find him so amusing. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's amazing and so just that face when he like spilled the secret. I was like, mm, we know there's going to be a, you know, a, a good moment with Basil's coming around. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she yeah. she does the the hard thing is that Kate as Eliza just really sells that devastation of oh crap mm-hmm. this is this is not worked out and of course she does for once hallelujah she goes to William and she openly tells him the truth she knows he's going to be mad and by God he has every right to be I mean how many times does the poor bloke need to be lied to before exactly. she realizes 
maybe this isn't the best exactly can we have action. A, yeah can we have a new plot point please we know we know she's selfish we know she's gonna lie to william we know william's gonna be mad but can and then we, he's gonna forgive her yeah, can we move on and grow you know yes. maybe this is gonna be the moment where she stops lying to him yeah. but i'll tell you what i like about that scene is yeah. that william doesn't hold back when he tells her you know if she thinks about somebody other than herself for once mm-hmm. she'd know that there's problems and you know she would she's already commented that he's tired he's already told her that he has a ton of work mm-hmm. twice and mm-hmm. she's still sitting there kind of going it's all right mm-hmm. for you and your cushy job i haven't slept in days worrying about mine and it's like eliza yep oh but I love that even though he has realized he's got these feelings for her, he still doesn't, he can still tell her the truth of you need to, you know, sort yourself out. And and I I appreciate his honesty with her this season, I think, is is the the nice thing, if that yeah. makes sense. And particularly in this episode where it's it's hard to tell a friend, particularly somebody, you know, you know you, you kind of have these for. feelings for um you're being a bit of a so-and-so um and he is mad and he's rightly so and and I think the nice thing again is that Eliza we see Eliza acknowledge that maybe she didn't do the right thing because she talks to to Fitzroy and again one of the things that we talked about is I love that she calls him Oliver too um it's just really nice that it's it means that 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 trio of relationship has has grown as well mm-hmm. and and I love that while she's trying to get information on the case she's also kind of going to Oliver what's going on and it does show that okay when she really steps back and she she does kind of think about it and go come on then tell me what's wrong and and I love that Oliver can voice his concern to her and he knows that it's a safe space yeah. and in turn he then kind of gives her access to the case file. And I just think that whole scene between them is so lovely and so sweet and just so. Yeah. It's but a really nice scene. It is. And I love his cheeky little smile as he's <laughs> like, I'm just going to like go out the door. And then she's like, and the victim's name is take a look on page four. And uh, it's just that cheeky smile. And Evan, you are gorgeous. And we love we love Evan and we love Fitzroy. And I will, you know, sing his praises for a very long time to come, I'm sure. Um, And I just I just loved it. I loved it as he like gave her that cheeky little smile as he walked out the door. And I'm just like, oh, it's said that Fitzroy has moved on from his like schoolboy crush. Yeah, 100 percent. Hundred percent. He he has he's he he's got that level of respect for her, and it's just yeah, she's his friend. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, absolutely love that. And I love the fact that there was a little um PBS behind the scenes bit that got put out this week and or last week actually, and it was like, who would you who who would you want as your best friend, Eliza or William? And Evan just answers with, well, they're both my best friends, and I'm like, yeah, they are. Oh no, our <laughs> sorry. There's a lot of fangirl squealing no. going on. I do apologize, listeners. Because no. I, I I think we're just very happy to have everybody back. I think that's yeah. the nice thing about this episode. 
I just kind of go, everybody's back. I know. Uh, other than not Moses, but mm, but yes, you know that's a, that's kind of a mute point. Yeah. I can't do yeah, anything but about that. But everybody else coming right back, and I'm just so excited, and I'm so happy to have everybody back. Yeah, but it's lovely. It is. We see, well, Liza comes back to the office, and a small tiny point. Eliza's big bills are back. Uh-huh. Um, so she's got to figure that out. Um, but she's starting to solve the puzzle as Eliza does with the Watchmen. She's, you know, coming to the truth. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. finds the hidden door that we talked about uh, when we talked about the um previews um yeah the greek yeah we see her kind of i think we all thought it was a church yeah that she was kind of wandering around and it was yeah interesting that it it, it actually wasn't. is like a secret room to the brothel um and it was interesting i love the set design of the three pictures mm-hmm. i thought that was really quite cool i was a quite not a, like a little bit of the greek mythology slightly went over my head and yeah i was like um, was too too much explanation and too much just it could have been one picture and blah, yeah blah blah it was blah. very confusing but i kind of got it and and at least that gave her the clue to be able to get into the room yeah and um you know find, find the information and and i love it, it i love that kind of little symbiology of her being upstairs in the room and williams downstairs talking to the the madam and um yeah and her just sort of like stumbling across the 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 bullet i think what's also nice is that previously she's always kind of had moses to get her into places and it was interesting to see her do these things by herself yeah if that makes sense yeah um she's yeah she's usually used moses for his information that he could find and i can imagine that if he had been in the episode she would have been sweet talking him or go find me this bit of information go find me this bit of information um, and she didn't really have that. So she kind of had to do that stuff by herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the fact that when she does realise what's going on, she takes it to William straight away. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of a going back to season two. I think that's the thing about this episode is there's a lot of moments that you kind of go, oh, that goes back to this and that goes mm-hmm. back to this. And it was really nice. And it sort of tied it all together. And I like the fact that she brings him the clothes in, the, in a similar sort of way to what she did in season two episode one with Georgina Lee's clothes and but it's less judgy it's almost like she whereas with that one I feel like in season two she was trying to make a point she didn't realize that by not telling William that he she'd reopen the case that actually that's gonna really royally annoy him and this time I think she understands okay I I probably shouldn't have lied to you and therefore uh, I'm going to be really nice and bring you this information. And I still think William kind of looks a little bit impressed when she's put it all together. I do think that when she puts a case together, he's got that look in his eyes of he's impressed. Yeah. Um, and that that leads us to our <laughs> minister. Yeah, we find out. That her... did, did, you, did you miss the minister, Amanda? <laughs> <laughs> well, I should well, add Lindsay, audience. Lindsay messages me and is like, what is the minister's name? And I'm I like, like details. What minister? I'm like, there was minister in the, and I'm thinking as in like reverend, as in a religious minister. And I totally forget that in England, the minister 
was the governmental minister, not the religious minister. And so I'm I'm still laughing. I'm racking my brain. I'm still laughing because I'm just like, what religious figure was in the show? Who's the minister? She's like, there was a minister in the show. Did I miss the minister? And I'm like, he was the guy that did it. I mean, (laughs) and and then of course I realized I'm like, I'm not talking about a religious minister. (laughs) And I was like, did I fall asleep twice and miss this main character? No. Um, Did I actually, hang on. I don't think I wrote down his name. Bear with me. Bear with me. Sherwood, um, Derwood, Darwood, Darwood, Dar- uh, yes. played by the lovely Al Weaver, who is from Grantchester. Yes. If you missed it, because I'll be honest, that got pointed out on the group, and I was like, I know he looked familiar, but I couldn't work out who he was. He, the facial hair, the 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 slightly messed up uh, locks from being yes. in, in a hospital bed. He is. Um, where is he? Where is he? Where is Governmental he? Governmental Delaware. His name Delaware. is Delaware, but yes. Yeah, so the lovely Al Weaver from Grantchester <laughs> joined us Not this week. The religious minister. No, no, he is the a government minister. Was um, the culprit? Yes, and and well, I kind of felt, twist, and I don't know about you. The twist it, was unexpected. Yeah, it was a little bit unexpected. I kind of felt the whole reveal was a little bit dull because it was a lot of tell and not a lot of show. And I was kind of like, I slightly lost the point. And and again, I think the problem with this case is a bit like you say, the brothel was a little bit dull uh, and it had the potential to be quite humorous. Um, And I kind of went, it's, it's so similar to season two and season three where it's pretty yeah. non-case there isn't anything really yeah. if Eliza and William had never investigated this case Nobody... it wouldn't have made the blindest bit of difference yeah. the guy might even still have a job yep. um it's but very much the caseless case that is yeah repeats in season two and season three yeah it's, it's almost like that's cases. that's our kind of formulaic opening case is always yeah. kind of a bit of a non-case where um so I, I kind of was a bit mm, okay. It was a little bit dull, but I'll yeah. I'll take it because I'm just so happy that everybody's back, yeah. and I'm just happy. loving life. And Oliver, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, but yeah, it's it, it just kind of fell flat. That yeah, okay, it was just the minister, the department, the government guy, the government, um, Darwood. No, what was his name? Uh, Delaware. Sorry, sorry. I couldn't even remember the poor character's name. You know, I'm a details person as well. On purpose, he shot himself. It may have been more impactful, but like he, he got nervous and he like tripped and he shot himself. I'm like, I mean, I'm assuming the gun must have been in his pocket and it went off in his pocket for the cloth to have been stuck to the bullet. But so I was just like, oh, he accidentally shot himself. And then the, you know, Madam Hera, you know, had to be told because it was, you know, he was bleeding in her brothel. And so she needed to be a part of the caper because, you know, it was her brothel. And so I was like, oh. But of course, she's she's too powerful. She knows too much information. She ain't getting into trouble for it, which in some ways I kind of love that Um, because for once the guy... um, 
it gets in trouble and the madam is is perfectly safe because she she knows too much but i did feel sorry for william when he's trying to stick up with for his men to commissioner fitzroy i mean he takes he takes a risk i think when he kind of voices his opinion and um i guess you have to be very careful who you voice your opinion to because some people just don't want to hear it and um there is definitely a very fine line to tread yeah. um for william and and we we've we've had this discussion on the group but i'm not sure if william has had some sort of promotion or if we the super has been moved somewhere else because it felt a little bit weird that the commissioner was coming straight to william mm-hmm. um that yeah. we were just very confused like yeah. where's the superintendent yeah we don't so know whether what hierarchy is now we don't yeah why why is that connection yeah or and, and because i always thought decision yeah but i didn't i don't know i i guess i've always thought that william's next is chief inspector and then it would kind of go towards the the superintendent and things so it just felt a bit there's no kind of in between if that makes sense so yeah it was a little bit strange but maybe it's because um Fitzroy Commissioner Fitzroy should I say because otherwise that's going to be confusing maybe Mm. Commissioner Fitzroy knows William because of his connection to his son and therefore he kind of trusted him at that point in time and maybe it was something that's why he spoke to him but yeah, it was a little bit it was gray the area there. You know, they were in the, that was the case where the cases district, and so yeah, I uh, it it was very murky as to why Commissioner Fitzroy was involved. Well, he was kind of involved because I guess there was lots of government officials that yeah. were possibly involved, and therefore they kind of went to him to go and sort it out. Bless him. But yeah, I it was more kind of for me about the commissioner kind of going straight to William but yeah. by the by it's a it's a minor technical footnote I'm I'm willing to let that one go yeah. um and it obviously leads us to this very lovely lovely moment on the sofa and it's what yeah. was really nice is that Eliza and William are laughing they're you know having a nice evening's yeah. drink they're cheering yeah. each other up from their troubles and yeah over way too quickly I was like slow this down you know maybe yeah. give us a few looks I just kind of felt like this this little moment was a little bit rushed but yeah. I, what I loved about it was that William's there they're both saying what they the other wants to hear for once which doesn't mm-hmm. I don't think that's really happened before mm-hmm. where we hear him kind of go you're a good detective and Eliza kind of going we're gonna have dinner because you know it's Wednesday it's the last Wednesday of the month and we dine on the last Wednesday of the month and yeah. just so happens and let, let's have a nice night out tomorrow and I think that was really sweet that yeah it felt like they were acknowledging in some ways what the other person thinks they want to hear yeah yeah it, it was, was nice. a little bit dark I would have preferred a bit more lighting though yeah but we we were it was by the fire and you know it was nice in the yeah. sitting room and you know, she says, it's nice to see you smile and laugh. And, you know, it's nice I, to think see we them were, both I think smile we were all laugh. going like, yeah, it is nice to see you smile and laugh. I think we were all going, yeah. And yeah, I wish the yeah. moment was like a beat longer. And, yeah, you know, he gets up and puts his hands in his pocket. And I think all of us in the group said, you know, it's so he doesn't reach for her, you know, and we all mm-hmm. were wanting him to reach for her. And she kind of tucks her hands, I think down because maybe she wants to reach for him as well and it's he walks by and 
that would have been a perfect moment for her to like touch his arm and just there's just a lovely little silhouette of both of them in that kind of shape and I I would have loved him just to kind of like brush her arm or something because he walks past but maybe I'm hoping for too much here you know just a moment where they just stare at each other and just yeah it's like oh just hold that for a little second longer you know just that where we all just go oh you know just where we groan as in like kiss her and you know then he walks walk you know i don't yeah yeah, just i don't know if ivy interrupts that (laughs) moment you know i mean i i sat there and i was like was she like sitting on by the door (laughs) this case while waiting for him to leave because she enters pretty swiftly and it just again it made me go back to season one where it's like well you shouldn't be listening at doors and um you know, she just like secretly trying to listen in and she's got that case file in her hand just in case anybody kind of walks out and she doesn't notice. Uh, but she does kind of come in pretty swiftly. And I love, love, love that Ivy's got the key to a little bit of information that just sort of puts Eliza and Clarence on an even keel on yeah. a similar sort of, we're going to be good. And, yeah. and you just know at that point that her and Clarence are going to make a lovely team. Yeah, And I think that is what it didn't take very much, if that makes yeah. sense, to introduce Clarence and make him a really pivotal member of the team. Yeah, I, he... But I just, I loved it. I loved it so much. And of course, he then in turn is, you know, I love that she gives him the benefit of the doubt and she was like, you're not going anywhere. And he's like, I'm going to stay. And oh, by yeah. the way, that, that uh, lady of the night you spoke to, she's very chatty and she's yeah. given you a bit of information. And I loved, loved, loved Eliza sticking it to Basil. I thought there's just something about that. Mm -hmm. I would have. I I would have liked if she had just kept the copy whole instead of just tearing it up. Because This is true. I would have. But then maybe she didn't want to read what he was going to write. Yeah, but she didn't need to read it. Just pack it away. Put it in the safe. Put it in the fire. Burn it. We don't yeah. need that any that bad energy anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I was a bit surprised Basil is only in two scenes in this episode because I think previous uh, episodes where he's been in, he's been a little bit more of a central character. Yeah. Um, but again, I, the scenes that he was in, I was just laughing my head very off. Very integral, and, though. I mean, they yeah. were short, but very meaningful. Yeah. Um, I, I, mean, did love, I do love Clarence a whole lot. Um. I think he's, you know, he he's a solid part of the team now. I think he's going to be a lot like Moses, just a more lawful Moses, you know, very, <laughs> very upstanding, more, you know, let's go by the book, uh, you know, but I think he's going to be, you know, he'll fill that role that Moses, Moses, you know, the kind of confidant. Sort yeah, of, you know. I think, yeah, he's going to, he's going to kind of, He's not necessarily going to be our international man of mystery. Oh. I think he's a kind of a bit of a cross between Rupert and Moses in mm. that I think he get he, he's quite a he's got like a nervous disposition, which I oh, think God, if yes. Rupert was working on a scene, working on a scene, working on a case with Eliza, I reckon oh. he would have that kind of like nervous energy. Um, so I feel like. Clarence is maybe that kind of in between mm-hmm. friend character of those yeah. two. Um but I think he will be a very loyal friend, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Yeah. Um and has yeah. somebody, you know. I mean, we did joke that maybe maybe Liza should have kept Basil's um 
pocket watch used it for herself but maybe changed the nameplate at the back <laughs> I, I would i would have loved that detail because we see her you know having that pocket watch mm. chain but we don't have her in the episode she never looks at it yeah so that would have been like you know a nice little nod you know mm-hmm. after like she opens it up or something like athena which was the Lady, Lady of the, of the night, night that mm-hmm. Basil was intimate with. Played played <laughs> by um, I think it's like, Florence Robertson, I think it is that yeah. plays her. You know, yeah, Florence Robertson plays then, Athena. Yeah, get the article and keep the pocket watch. hundred percent. Yeah, that would have been that would have been funny. Yeah, but, I'm just going to keep hold of this for future yeah. reference, and believe you me, you cross me, your wife is going to find out, Basil. That's what I would have done. Like, <laughs> and so every time you go across Basil, he sees the pocket watch chain and just be like, Basil, that's what yeah, I remember. Have. This there, uh-huh, uh-huh. and if you know, me? if your wife ever you know finds me with it and wonders why I've got it, well, you know, Flip it open might have to be a little bit suggestive. What time, um, is it, Basil? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but yeah, I think overall. I, this is a solid 7 out of 10 for me in terms of yeah. the episode. I thought it was kind of, it was entertaining. Yeah. There were certain things that I was like, it, was, it wasn't what I was expecting because I think I really expected that we would see Eliza running Nash and Sons and butting yeah. heads with some of the uh, staff and see her kind of struggling to be a manager because I think as Kate said in, in one of the, pbs previews mm-hmm. um eliza's not a manager she's a maverick and and yeah. i love that description of her and um so i was really surprised because i was kind of like oh there's not a lot of change there's not a lot of movement this episode was very much the status quo which yeah. after um season three and the way season three ended i kind of thought oh you know this is going to change things up a little bit and i think for this episode it all sort of felt a little bit samey mm-hmm. um and I think on the group, we've always said when it comes to the first episode of the season, it almost feels like a reset, like mm-hmm. everything that happened in the season before. You can sort of forget yeah. because actually we're resetting this season. And, and I do kind of sometimes think, oh, it'd be really nice to hit properly hit the ground running yeah. and, and see that movement from one season to the next rather than spending the first episode just resetting everything up I mean it was lovely to see everybody I love that all the characters that I love mm-hmm. are back apart from Moses and I'm gonna keep saying that because yeah. I'm only really hoping that at some point yeah. Moses will be back Definitely. Um, and I don't know it was it was really nice and and, and I loved having yeah my my characters back so I didn't mind that the case was a bit of a non-case it wasn't the best Mm-mm. um because I, I just loved having them back yeah and and yeah i'm very excited for for where we're going that's for sure i will agree with you um the case i've already forgotten about it i'm sorry (laughs) Um, it's the reason you don't know who the minister is i don't even know who that minister is what religion would did he go to the brothel and like preach to the ladies of the night um (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine Actually, she was, you know, the brothel's in a church. Didn't I mention that? Seriously, brothel's in a church. It would have been funny. It would have been funny. Um, <laughs> but 
I mean, so the case was just like a throwaway. It was a caseless case, like we've said. <laughs> but like the rest of it, the rest of the episode, the characters, the story, the personal stories, the character stories, that that was enough to carry the episode for me. You know, I loved Fitzroy's growth and how much he's like, you know, been solidified into his character. I love Potts. I love Ivy. I mean, she's just, I think this is going to be the season of Ivy. Just, she's going to take no prisoners. She's going to throw her wisdom and her truth bomb. She's reading. She knows everything. She's going to be queen. Watch out, Queen Victoria. Ivy's coming for you. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I think, I hope this season is the season of growth and exploration. Episode one just was a good episode and fills me with hope for season four. Yeah, and it was, it was a very kind of, there was a, some lovely little throwbacks, which I did yeah. really enjoy. Yeah. And then. There was some moments like with Eliza when she's lying to William. I was like, we are so stuck in this. Yeah. We need to move on now. We need to get past Eliza lying to William now. It's 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 getting a bit of a tired subject. I hope Um, the whole Eliza coming to William and saying, I'm sorry I lied to you. mm -hmm. I hope I hope this is the last. I hope she's finally gonna always tell the truth because this storyline has been played out we we need to stop eliza from lying please yes to the people that she loves like william 100 percent. but i'm hoping that this has been set up this way so that by the end of the season we we see how much she's grown Mm -hmm. because i think i i i want to see her grow i think that's my hope for eliza Mm -hmm. um this season and it's a good start. It's it's yeah. not, you know, it it, it yeah. is what it is. I'll take it. Um, yeah. But I'm very excited. I'm excited for for what's to come. And yeah. um, yeah, I'm very happy. Me too. I was happy to see our babies' faces on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. New very gorgeous. Yeah. Looking yeah. wonderful. Costumes looking wonderful. I love the new. I don't know if I love the color though. Which one? Reading on the color. Just I love it from the back. I don't know if I love it from the front though. Anyway, (laughs) the the pink dress that she's beautiful in. Purple. Mm. Yeah, I think before the before the season started, we all had a little bit of a question of is it pink or is it purple that dress? I'm not sure. Still don't know. Still don't know. I mean, I always thought sometimes in the episode stills, because the episodes tend to have that little bit of a blue sheen, that it would come off as a slightly different colour. Still don't know. It's not blue. No, not pink. (laughs) It's it's mauve. Plum. Plum? It's mauve or mauve, as you guys say it. I don't know. I... mm. I don't know if I I don't know if I like it. I don't mind it. I don't mind that it um it it's a different color. I'll take it. I mean color. at this point I'm like I'll take anything. We've got a new episode. I'm happy. Yes. Me too. I mean uh, costumes and- are low on the scale of things. I but I love the costumes. No, I think people love the costumes. Yeah. I think they that 
they just that yeah they make the kind of the impression of the show i love the, yes. that we've got a few different ones for sure mm. um I, the interesting point because there's a few interesting points that the fans have pointed out um you know sabrina says um when william says if it's all worth it in the little sofa things yes. um do you have a, a feeling that william was thinking about himself and his own situation and we're oh, kind totally. of sitting there thinking he's definitely in a bit of a different headspace i feel yeah. like he he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders and he he doesn't um you know he 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 doesn't seem as enamored as with scotland yard as we saw him in like season 2 no um no i totally think he's thinking of scotland yard of thinking of eliza thinking of like is any of this worth it like is anything i do worth losing eliza like what am i doing to get eliza do i have to be a scotland yard detective like is is my career worth not having eliza and i think he is saying like is any of it worth it and i think he's putting that to eliza but he's also like voicing his like is anything I'm doing worth, you know, I think he's mm-hmm. done all of the above asking Eliza, asking himself, asking them as, you know, like as a couple, you know, it's a thing, a very foreshadowing to the season, maybe. We'll see. But very good question. Yeah. Out any- and, and Mary pointed out that, um, you know, Eliza's notice board has come from um, her old office. Yeah, uh, which I love. I love the, the the notes, and it's it's definitely how Eliza seems to think. Yeah. Um, and obviously, there's a few other little trinkets from Henry's office. I do miss Henry's office. Yeah. I will admit, her new office is lovely. That's I'm nice. a bit confused by the layout a little bit, but well, she. I, I have that with lots of different TV shows, so I'm not going to pick holes in it. Well, um, times... I like the fact it's light and airy, and there's space, and yeah. there's a sofa that she can sit on as well. Yeah, but at times she's sitting in her office, but then at times she's sitting out with Clarence in like the main office. So <laughs> I just think she's lonely at times, which is yeah. nice in a growth sort of way. Like she needs, she's realizing she needs people and, you know, company. 100%. I think, yeah, she's, um, it's nice that she can move about. There are a lot of managers who just sit in their office stewing. Yeah. Yeah. She's going out and like being with Clarence, you know, in the communal space. And that's a nice sort of growth pattern of she's realizing she doesn't need to or want to be by herself. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, she could just shut the door and be like, "Mm, this is my office. I'm big head honcho. Yeah. I mean, I was a bit surprised that both I I don't know if you felt this. That both the you're beautiful, you look beautiful, and the the fireside chat from the trailers was in the first episode. I um, thought I, I was like I assumed they'd be two separate episodes because I'm not used to I think I'm not used to having like two like really nice moments like that in the same episode. So when that happened, I was like, oh, that's surprising. I don't They're know both because episode one. Like- the hand scene that we always like ood and odd over last time was oh, the yeah, yeah. first See, episode. Um, I guess I didn't put it together that both of the 
scenes were in the first one. It, it's been all a blur this week of <laughs> things. So I mean, life gets in the way, you know. It does and not I, all about Miss Scarlet and the Duke? Well, but it, it is. Um, <laughs> I rewatched the episode at least twice, and I've been on the in the group. Mm-hmm. more hours than I would care to admit <laughs> this has taken up a lot of my time and I I'm, ha- I'm, I'm happy about that I guess that yeah. so many people are t- wanting to talk about it um yeah it is nice it has there, there is a lot of conversation going on um and if you are new to 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 us um mm-hmm. we have sort of split the conversation and we're we're trying really hard in the group to avoid spoilers um for people that haven't watched anything more than season one uh, the season one episode one um <laughs> of season four yep. uh so we do have different threads where you can talk about different things and i think at the moment touchwood um oh, it's yeah. working i don't think anybody has accidentally found any information that they shouldn't which is i i feel like i i'm really proud of that at the moment yeah. that you know people haven't kind of gone oh you spoiled me uh because yeah. we're trying really hard not to and and um for anybody if you again on our instagram account if you put like a little comment on our instagram account i i may delete it if i think it's too spoilery because um I, there was one comment that i very quickly got rid of because i was like no people don't need to see that mm-hmm. um because yeah. I, I think we're, we're just trying to be very mindful and respectful of if, we, if, if somebody doesn't want to be spoiled, they'll yeah. probably f- stay away from social media altogether. Um, but yeah, so uh, we will be talking about each episode as it airs on PBS, even though it has all kind of aired already. And there are a lot of people who have watched it on Passport and there's lots of different reactions to to it and everything. Um, so yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna give much away if we can help. Yeah, but if you haven't joined us, um, we do have a group, uh, <laughs> Scarlet Tears Podcast on Facebook. Like Lindsay keeps saying, we have an Instagram, Scarlet Tears Podcast. Um, so join us for all of this discussion. But we're trying to keep it as spoilery. As non-spoilery, sorry, non-spoiler-free. Spoiler-free, thank you. As we can, <laughs> it's been it's been good so far, and I appreciate yes. you. I'm very excited for season four, and yeah. um, it's been uh, it, for us. We don't usually have a podcast that's just the two of us. Like usually, we invite a guest, but for this one, we just kind of thought, you know what? We're just going to sit back and enjoy the first episode just as yeah. ourselves and chat about the episode and yeah hopefully hopefully you've you've enjoyed it yeah as much as we did because we enjoyed the episode and we'd love to hear if you have yep um send us a note on the yeah the instagram facebook whatever um we'd love to (laughs) hear whatever um get in touch with us somehow um but yeah we're gonna we're gonna chat next time about episode two and three Yes, um, so we're going to put them together. We're going to put um, them together. So both of them. So that'll give you time to watch episodes one, two, and three, but that'll be uh, next month. So that'll be plenty of time. It's not next month. Next, next month? Oh my goodness! Are we gonna we're gonna have well to end of January. End of January, technically, yeah, because yeah, the uh, episode 
four will air on the 28th of uh, January. So we can kind of end of January. You'll, you'll hear back from us for the next couple of episodes. Yeah. So it's not going to be next week. So don't worry. We're not going to spoil anything. We're nice. And we're not going to bore you with our voices. Yeah. We're, we're gonna we are gonna have a few guests as well join us on the next yeah. couple of podcasts to talk about the, the season and everything. So it's gonna be great fun and I'm very happy to be back. Yeah, we are so happy that season four is back. I mean, we are lucky that we get a season once a year. I mean, there are plenty of shows that are two years between. So we are lucky that we are a one yeah. season a year. Yeah. I mean and and you know, we we tentatively already know that maybe season five yeah I get very squeaky when i think about that yeah we will keep you updated in the group but on instagram but 100 um, so thank you for listening thank to you us. so much um, yes thank you for joining us loving, yeah we hope you're loving the season so far we are excited we hope you're excited so yeah so bye-bye Catch you later Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Scarlet Tears podcast. Music by Kevin McLeod. Incomatech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribute 4.0, license HTTP colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 4.0 forward slash.